the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Answer San Diego presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, and the house with me is my co-host. Oh, I forgot your name because you weren't here last week. Oh, Kevin Bowersock, my younger brother. Welcome back, Kevin. Who are you? <laughs> good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. All right, did you enjoy your weekend off? Oh, yeah, it was good. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was good. It's always good to just, like, relax a bit, huh? Well, especially as I get older, I'm thinking more and more of retirement, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're looking kind of old, too. I know. That's all right, though. I kind of like getting old. Once again, I don't think you combed your hair this morning. I know. That's why I put my ball hat on. (laughs) It's radio, right? Yep. At 5 o'clock in the morning, I don't feel like combing my hair. Not on Saturday, at least, huh? See, radio's good. Radio's good. (laughs) Much better than TV, Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, TV, you got to get all cleaned up and nice looking. Yeah. Yeah. You can can come disheveled for radio. Yeah, I don't have to shave this morning. Do you ever? No. Okay, yeah. Just once a week. All right, folks. Welcome Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Um, Yeah. This is uh, like, I think that we're at the last Saturday in July, right? We're rolling into August next. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, could be, yeah. Next Friday is the 30th. You know what? It it feels like it was just July 4th. So, I mean, I looked at the calendar the other day going, I'm like, we're already in the... We're more than halfway through summer. We're already in the 20s. I mean, uh, you know, on the the days of... of, uh, So, this month went really quick. Yeah, more than halfway through summer. And uh, although not for us, because it's hot here September and October, obviously. But, I mean, uh, for in general, we're uh, two two months into summer. Because summer's kind of starts to beginning of june so uh been some beautiful weather and i thought technically summer didn't start until almost july though i don't know i'd have to look i'm just i always thought that three months was june july or june july august but i was looking at the calendar and kind of actually on the calendar it was almost july when summer starts actually i think it's like june 16th or something yeah i don't know for sure anyway regardless um we're enjoying the summer i mean as far as the weather uh out obviously we're working through all this weird 2020 stuff we got going on, but uh, cars don't know no different. So that's what we're here to talk about is cars and trucks and vehicles and things like that. So that your car cannot catch uh, any virus. Well, it can kind of. I'm going to say, hu- yes, it can. Not, not, a software virus. Not, yeah, but not human viruses. So anyway, it's all good. Your car, just keep it wiped down and clean uh, like we do uh, when we service vehicles at West Automotive Group, uh, cleaning your keys and wiping everything down and giving your vehicle back to you uh, cleaner and better off than it was when we started. Um, that way uh, we can make sure everybody's staying safe, our employees, our clients, and everything else important to us. I do want to remind you that Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified up there going on to 28 years this year. Uh, actually, next month, August, will be our 28-year uh, anniversary. Hmm. Um, West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, uh, out in East County, AAA approved and smog certified. Taking care of folks out there in East County for over seven years now, uh, along with West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego, AAA approved and smog certified. Taking care of folks over there for uh, over three years now. Boy, we're getting old, Kevin, as the years click by. Uh, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, our newest addition, uh, used to be a Miramar 76 dance facility before he retired out uh, and uh, folded in with us. And that's at uh, 5726 Miramar Road in Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog. 
taking care of people here in the Golden Triangle now for over a year. All of us at the West Automotive Group, my employees, myself, and everybody else come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We believe in the same philosophy, and that is we never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. Uh, we're here to take care of you like your family. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. An amazing thing right now to help you out. You have repair needs uh, financially, you know, uh, um, we know there's been folks out of work, things like that. It gives you six months uh, uh, no interest to pay for those repairs. And you can use it over again the next time you need it to. That's the great thing about it. So we're here to help in any way we can. Uh, you can also take advantage of our no, uh, of our Certicare uh, transmission diagnosis. Get in if you think you're uh, having a uh, transmission issue. Get in and let the experts, um, and we are trained in transmission. Plus, everybody's master tech. Diagnose your vehicle and figure out exactly what's going on with it. Because we've seen more than one vehicle in our life that uh, people have been told they needed a transmission, and that's they either needed a repair a sensor, something like that going on. It wasn't complete transmission or it wasn't even transmission related. It just felt like it. We see a lot of that now. Callers work together. Everything's multiplexed and some drivability concerns can seem like a transmission and they're not a transmission. So we try to, uh, uh, and we will get that figured out for you. Uh, we do that along with our shuttle rides to or from work at home at no cost and also low cost rental vehicles always available at all four locations. Uh, check out westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. From there, uh, you can also check out the uh, Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man on the CW and also on Fox 5. Uh, they're all uh, posted on there on our YouTube channel. And you can also go straight to Auto Talk Radio where you can listen live from there or download the apps, etc. so you can listen anywhere. And we also post all of our radio shows on there, so all the pod- pod- podcasts. All the podcasts are on there, so right afterwards, they're posted within the week, so uh, you can get in there and check them out. If you didn't hear, missed, or didn't see one, you can see one, listen to one, you can just download it and listen to it anytime you want to, or listen to it right from your computer there. Uh, you can give us a, sm- a call this morning, <laughs> I'm having trouble talking, you can give us a call this morning at one 344 that's 888-344-1170 here on The Answer San Diego. Uh, this is Auto Talk Radio. We are, uh, uh, what are we talking about today? Noises from your vehicle, right? Yep. Yeah, and how they it's could. It's your car talking to you. And your car talking to you and how it could be a concern for sure. Uh, but we will take any of your automotive calls here at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Give us a call this morning. Get on the board and uh, we will talk to you about what we have going on uh, for sure. Uh, let's real quick, uh, uh, Arthur's been ha- hanging on here for a second. Let's grab Arthur. Good morning, Arthur. How you doing? We're doing awesome this morning. What you got going on, my friend? I got a 98 Corolla uh, Toyota, and it will not close loop. Uh, the, I've used an application called Blue Driver. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and uh, by, uh, what do they call it? The uh, emission monitors, I guess, inspection monitors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everything comes green except for cat not ready. And uh, there's no codes other than that. It drives. Okay. But uh, my my engine cycle depending on the temperature. I've driven it uh, alpine and back all around town. Mm-hmm. Still will not come, uh, will not close loop. Uh, and I'm checked the connectors. I guess I have two temp sensors. I guess uh, I pulled one connector off the other day. Maybe that was a problem. I put it back on. It uh, threw me a code initially, but then it, when it was seated, it went away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now I'm at a at a. Uh, at a miss now. I don't know okay. <clears throat> where else to check. Okay. Um, first, I want to make sure. So the car, I'm sure, is in closed loop. So closed loop is what what you're talking about is the monitor for the cat won't complete. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, because closed, closed loop is talking about fuel control. And if a vehicle doesn't go into closed loop, then it's not in fuel control. If all the other monitors have run and passed, it's got to be in closed loop. So, um, but but what you're having a problem with is you you have this one catalyst monitor that won't complete, correct? Right. Okay. And, it, and it's yeah, it says on the uh, when you go to a small check, mm-hmm. probably won't pass because it, it won't. Cat not ready. Um, nineteen ninety eight. That's mm-hmm. older than two thousand. I don't. I you know what. I'd have to check, but I will tell you this. There's something going on that's preventing that monitor from running, okay? So, Mm -hmm. or you just haven't, some of these are very finicky, no question. Right, And so did you, do you actually have what's called the 
uh, uh, manufacturer's m- a monitor run cycle for this uh, for that uh, vehicle as well, far the as the list of things you have to do, uh, or the way you have to drive it, because there's a specific drive, drive cycle for every monitor, every <clears throat> manufacturer, et cetera. And also, yeah. some of these, what we found to get them to run, the only way to do it to actually do the drive cycle properly is to strap it down on a dyno and actually fall, because it's extremely hard on the road with some of these to force the monitors to run. We deal with this with a lot of cars that people have struggled with getting a monitor to run. Um, And so we actually go through the manufacturer's recommended drive cycle, and we'll do it on the dyno because on the dyno, you don't have to worry about cars in front of you or people slowing down. We can actually hit the exact what we need to do because a lot of these are quite intricate. It may say 30 miles an hour for five minutes, 55 miles an hour for another seven minutes, come to a complete stop. Uh, There's all these different scenarios, and it depends on Toyota and what they used for their software Mm -hmm. inside there to make that monitor run. So, okay, okay, that's one thing that could be. The other thing could be there could be something that's an oxygen sensor uh, is, is, although it won't set a code, its crossover Mm -hmm. time could be too slow and it's not monitoring properly. Therefore, the catalyst is not getting the information that it needs to run, not the catalyst, the PCM is not getting the information it needs to run the catalyst monitor. Um, so there, there can be issues like that. So there, there, there's a lot of things that go into this that could prevent that monitor from running. How, how many miles did you say you put on it, Arthur? Oh, to drive it around. I mean, it's been, I've been driving it up and down. I mean, it's at least two weeks trying to gotcha. get it to go, you know, driving all different directions. And the menu for what it needs to do, the cycle to get it to do, where do you find that? I mean, well, uh, we, it's, we get it through the manufacturer's data. So I don't, yeah, I'm not even, I, a lot of that stuff you can't even find online. You actually have to have a Correct. subscription to, you know, like we have to all of Toyota's factory manuals and stuff. That's where we actually get it from. So, and they're all yeah. different. So it's not like just something I can lay out for you and say, it's this, this, this. Um, and like I said, it's sort of, so you might need to get it in and get, and that's that we do this, you know, and we put them on the dyno and we go through this process to get them to force to run. Um, the other thing that I, I, and I don't have it in front of me. So off the top of my head and forgive me, I do have a smog license, but I don't, uh, on a 98, unless, uh, one of my techs are listening and they, one of my smog guys are listening and they text me this morning, um, on a 98, uh, I'm not sure. You know, if it's 2000 and newer, the only monitor that, that cannot be run is EVAP. But on a 98, I'm not sure about the Catalyst monitor. So um, mm-hmm. if you were to shoot me an email or something like that, um, and of course I don't have access to that information right now in front of me, but if you were yeah. to shoot me an email, um, I could tell you if that re- is required. If everything else is run on this, has the EVAP run on it also? Yes. Oh, wow. Is- Okay. Uh, it, goes down, it goes down the line, and everything's checked. I mean, even uh, in fact, after I reconnected the connector, one of the connectors, the temp sensor connector on the head, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it like I said, threw a code. I cleared the code, and then all of these other subjects had to come back online. Yeah, they the, run uh, all the other monitors, mm-hmm. right? So I just went around a little bit. I mean, just went down the road, went down the highway for a bit, and those all clicked clear evap. Everything gotcha. that said supported because that is a supported box to check. Gotcha. So I checked the supported ones because I want to imagine something's not there. And uh, everything came up, but that one cat not ready could be a problem in smog. And, and I yeah. mean, it, it had passed before. I have a new cat a cat on there about two years ago, uh-huh. uh, you know, and but no other code. I did have a problem with injection. All new injectors matched in there. All, uh, uh, what do you call it, coil pack I was, was bad, had a bad, brand new bad coil pack on gotcha. there. I will change that. Yeah. Gotcha. I will tell you this: this a Corolla Toyota Corolla is not a normal car that we have problems running like a catalyst monitor usually. So there mm-hmm. may be something that, like I was talking about, uh, the monitoring uh, oxygen says something like that that's not working exactly. So you might want to get okay. it in. Let's take a look at it, figure out what's causing it not to run. You know, because mm-hmm. like I said, this car typically is not a problem smogging. If you were dealing with a Hyundai or some other cars, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we had we deal with a lot of those because we often even get them sent to us from, uh, especially up in Escondido and Miramar, from some of the dealers that they're having trouble running the monitors. You have to really follow the procedure. But a Toyota Corolla is not typically a car that we have a problem with monitors running. Usually they uh, complete pretty easy, like you saw with all the others. Um, so there may be something 
uh, that's criteria that's preventing this monitor from running, to be honest with you. Yes, I, that's what I was thinking. I said, I, I do have the shop manual, and mm-hmm. I just mentioned something about revving the engine up for so many minutes at uh, so many RPMs and then letting go. But I was looking for the actual the menu, say, how do, what cycle do I have to do? But it wasn't clear on it. Just to do this, and it was, you know, I said, well, that's not telling me much. Yeah, I, well, I in the criteria. The criteria is definitely a driving criteria that they use mm-hmm. to make them run. So, um, but like I said, I, I, I'm not so concerned about that. I would be more concerned about there's some information that the PCM is not seeing to, mm-hmm. to meet the criteria to go ahead and run that monitor. In other words, it, it, you know, the oxygen sensor is not giving it its data quick enough or there's something else. Something's going on because that right. car typically would run the cap monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. anyway, so I, I did, I'm just, uh, I've been fooling with it, fooling for two weeks. Um, I just did look at it and there's no more direction to go so gotcha. i figured i'd see it i'd go to el cajon over there on sec on with johnson yeah and, yeah get, wondering, just hey look at this uh tell me you know i want to know why because i've got to pull my hair up looking at everything so yeah get get yeah that's great you're close by there just get with uh chris over there my manager and he can get you in and uh and uh, nick will get it looked at and figured out why it's not running the monitor yeah, okay, I All appreciate right. it. Thank you. No problem, Arthur. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend, and uh, hopefully we can get you helped out with that. Okay, thanks a lot. You, you take care now. Bye-bye. All right, folks, give us a call here, one 344 We're going to take our first break. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way on The Answer San Diego. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. All right, so this morning we are talking about the noises. Noises can be bad sometimes with the car, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And every or, di- or they can be just little annoying things. I mean, yeah. which is bad still, you know. <laughs> which, it's annoying, right? <laughs> <laughs> things that drive you crazy. Sometimes th- noises that drive you crazy on a car, um, and then there's something else going on. Like we've driven cars before and somebody's like, that noise right there. And we're like, well, that's your glove box rattling. That's not near as bad as that wheel bearing noise that the, the right rear but wheel's the about is, to fall off your car. They're, <laughs> they're, they're used to that noise. So, you know what? I, 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 had a, I had a car this week, the same thing. Mm-hmm. I go out and drive it. And I'm like, holy. Because, you know, like this. Holy tomatoes. This, the strip mounts were making noises and blah, 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 blah. And so there was multiple noises. We so, see that a lot. And I finally think that I'm hearing the noise that they're talking about, but there's so many noises. It was funny because I go, hey, Ray, go for a ride with me. I just want to make sure my ears are hearing what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. hearing. And Ray's like, good Lord, there's a lot of noises in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it. the car? Uh, it was like a 2000. Yeah. It was a 2000 RAV4 Toyota. That, you had, know, a, had a few miles on her, didn't well, it? You know the weird thing is, it, I, I I think it was more. What, what was the noise you were looking for? Or what the, was the noise they a, were concerned? They about? called it a squeaking noise, but it was more of like a, it was more of like a scraping squeal noise. What what did it end up being? Uh, brake pads. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, so it was when you would apply the brakes, or just no. do it randomly. Um, you know how like, like this. The, the hardware or something will rub just barely on the yeah. rotor, just barely. Yeah, it makes that annoying. It was noise. more like a, I don't know, it was weird. It was weird. But uh, the thing is, is. Did it have like cheap brake pads on it or something like that? Or? I'm pretty sure. They 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 weren't concerned because they had just put, they had, the, the brake pads were about a halfway, so they weren't so concerned about it anymore. Uh, so it was. Oh, they just wanted to know what the noise yes. was. Yes. Oh, gotcha. So I'm assuming they figure out whatever noise and <laughs> just keep going. Jeez. Hey, at least they know, and they know what they're in for when they're ready to do it. 
I mean, that RAV4 is a 2000. Well, they so, know it's not a wheel falling off or a, yeah, or a yeah, water yeah. pump getting ready to shoot a pulley and overheat and blow the motor up. Or a, I mean, there's all different th- noises that can be extremely bad. Yes. And then there's just little noises that are annoying that are not going to hurt you or the car. Well, you got to remember, too, when the RAV4 f- first started out, it was more of an economy car. Now the RAV4 has turned into more one of their luxuries. You know what I'm saying? I, actually, it's, they're pretty nice. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But back when they first came out with the RAV4, it was more of a... It was just more of a oh, little you, economy uh, crossover SUV. Yeah, and I forget the name of it, but uh, Lexus makes a SUV just like the Rav. It's on the same, same. Uh, just uh, with leather interior and all that well, stuff. It's just yeah, exactly. It's just you know, just like they do with a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, there was a lady that called in last week that she had a two hundred, uh, the, the little sedan, and but she was upset that it. She loved the car. She special ordered it and everything, but it was too low that her passenger, when they'd get out, would have hit the curb with the door and stuff like that. So she was talking about. So I kind of took a look and I was like, "Hey, you know what? If I was you, I I would buy you know this little Lexus SUV, which is basically the Rav Four, but a SUV, still a smaller car because she didn't want a big car. She was an older lady, right? So um, hopefully that that panned out. Hey, um, you know what? No, the- but she needed one with a uh, a CD player, right? <laughs> that harder said than done nowadays. I mean, I, well, I don't know if you could special order them still well, with CD players or not. Can you order? I mean, even if, even if it didn't have what? a CD player in the dash, can you still buy them CD players that are remotely? Can you hook oh, one of those sure. up? Well, I'm you sure could you do could. it. You could go that route then. But I've long taken that out of I had one of those in my truck. I got rid of it too because now everything Bluetooth to my phone. So all my music, I know, Spotify, some and all people that. have a ton of CDs from, you know. I so. know. I know, and I made a record. Actually, so Brenda, our admin assistant, uh, wonderful Brenda, she does an amazing job helping me keep everything on track in the office. But uh, um, she, we were just talking about that yesterday because she's like, I think I'm going to buy a new car, and uh, um, you know, they ha- her and her husband have a new, um, uh, 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 well, new baby. I think eight months old or something, nine months old uh, baby, something like that. Or maybe a little older. Maybe I was gonna say, a year. I don't know. I lose track. It's, it, I it lost track, my, too. I thought Gordon was my child, I would know. Gordon's but. like, I've been working here five years. I was like, oh, it seems like two and a half. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Time goes by fast. But uh, um, the point that I was making, going to make is she's like, I really need to buy it. She's got, she, actually, she's not going to buy a new car. She's going to buy a new car to her, but a used car. So she was looking at, we were talking about different cars. She, she mentioned a Ford Escape uh, uh, Titanium. And I was like, oh, that's a, actually a cool car. You know, like she's talking about one that's like 2017 or 18, just a few years old, right, um, that she looked at. She's like, oh, I don't know if my husband will let me buy a, a Ford, though. <laughs> so, um, uh, and we were just kind of laughing back and forth and talking about different cars. And she had looked at a Honda Pilot, I think, and different different automobiles and mentioned different things. And I, I mentioned the RAV4. But she said, she said, you know, I, I need to find a car with a CD player also. And I was like, what? She's all, well, my husband has all these CDs, you know, and I said, well, you know, you actually can have those put in electronically into a format, like where they're stored as files instead of, you know, where you could play right, off right, your right. phone or whatever. Um, so, I mean, that's a thought too, that's, Yeah, which probably would be the best idea to catalog them and put them in digital format because CDs wear out too. Yes. If you love that music, then you have it for forever, you know, that's a good point, a good point. but I don't know how much that cost could get expensive, right? Well, yeah, because man hours it putting it on. Yeah, yeah but, they, but you have a baby, so it's hard to have all that time to do something like that, too, you know? so I don't have a baby, and it's hard to have all that time. I was to talking do. about I Brenda. Like, You're not the one <laughs> switching everything over. No, that's true. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. It's not about me. I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about noises on vehicles. Folks, give us a call here, though. Mm-hmm. Anything automotive-related you have going on. 888-344-1170. We're happy to talk to you about it, whether you're just looking to buy another car with a CD player even. Right. Right. So, anyway. But noises. So, you had a RAV4 that had a million noises this week. We deal with noises a lot. Noises and drivability concerns are things that are, seem to be harder for uh, other facilities sometimes to uh, pin down. Yes. Right? Without question. So Well, there's a lot going into it. There's a lot with vehicles these days. So, But one of the things you were talking about was brakes, and that's one of a... Uh, 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 the big things that does cause noise on vehicles. So you'll see several things that cause squealing from brakes during braking, light braking, uh, vibrations from the brake pads. Uh, squealing, like you said, though, doesn't actually, or making noise or like that squeak, if everything's in place right, that can be a noise that doesn't affect the performance of the brakes and it's not a safety issue, right? 
Exactly. Okay. So um, you can have noises like that, but uh, uh, you can also end up with brake noises that are indications that brakes are having an issue, installed wrong, uh, about worn out, all kinds of items can go along with them. So noises can be a concern. And uh, my favorite brake noise is when the ones that have indicators and you're standing somewhere and you hear a car drive by and, and you go to yourself. Yeah, and you're like, man, do you not hear that? That car needs brakes. So we, we see that a lot too. Uh, that is a noise that's there to help you to prevent from uh, destroying rotors and going metal to metal. Other safety issues such as collapsing, a, spitting a piston out of a caliper. Things that could get where brake problems can go really bad really fast, oh, right? Just going metal to metal, I mean, you know, you got no brakes anymore because it's not going to stop. So Correct, correct. So in, uh, um, like we had a van when I was working down at the Miramar store uh, training Kristen, the new ma- manager, um, before that, there was a van that uh, um, uh, Troy was replacing all the brake lines on because it was an old Ford. But that what had happened, the brake hoses had started to fail and were seeping brake fluids. So the brake pedal would go spongy all the time and stuff like that. You know how oh, they— because they were expanding. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was like a 1980-something van, right? Right, right, right. This guy was— So I had to replace all the brake— The problem with that was the brake lines had rust on them. It had been someplace else besides California. So every one of them, like, snap, twisted off. So— he was. He did a beautiful job fabricating brake lines, right? You know, as far as all that. But we re- end up replacing a bunch of steel lines on the vehicle because you you have to. There's just no way around it. Yes. Know? So and and that that is a technique for sure. We've seen it done nicely, and we've seen it done not so nicely. Yes. So, um, squeals under the hood. Why you're starting the engine and you have an issue with a uh, a vehicle making a noise, a squeal, a squeak, etc. Um, this, we touched on this a minute ago. I said, it could be something like a water pump that's getting ready to lose a bearing. In that case, you want to get that taken care of because the vehicle is going to lose a bearing, lose a belt, overheat, and could cause extensive engine damage that turns into a very expensive repair. Take the radiator out. It could take. Oh, there's all kinds of things that could happen. There's no, no lie to that for sure. So, uh, just, just items that you got to keep an eye on that, uh, become very important as far as that goes. All right, folks, we're, we're going to take our last break. Art, hold in there. We're going to grab you right uh, when we come back. Give us a call, 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk 8 Radio on The Answer San Diego. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way on The Answer San Diego. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Do also want to remind folks that uh, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by Interstate Batteries of San Diego. Interstate batteries are the highest quality batteries out there, no question in mind. We do not stock nor sell any other battery at the West Automotive Group. For one simple reason, we truly believe in the quality of their batteries, and they are the highest quality. If you were to look under the hood of our vehicles, seats of our motorcycles, seats of our Sea-Doo's, or whatever it may be, all of my employees and myself, we all use Interstate batteries for a reason, because they are the technician's choice, no question. So if you need an interstate battery or you need a battery for any need on a vehicle, hit us up at westautomotorgroup.com. Make an appointment, get in. We'll put an interstate battery in for you and get you all squared away. You'll have a peace of mind. Uh, If you need a battery for any other need, you can check them out at their storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, battery for every need. Perfect, perfect. So we're talking about all kinds of noises, et cetera, things like that, automotive-related. But we're happy to discuss anything uh, automotive-related that you'd like to talk about. You can just give us a call here, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 here on The Answer San Diego. This is Auto Talk Radio. Let's grab Art in Oceanside. Good morning, Art. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing amazing. How about yourself, my friend? Fantastic, fantastic. I wanted to ask a question. I've got a number of different cars in my family, mm-hmm. and every single one of them, when you read the, read the, uh, the, the book that comes with them, the, the manufacturer's book, it has different mileage <clears throat> for 
for you for different mileage on on uh, when you should do oil change. Mm-hmm. You know, some say three, some say five, some say eight, some say seventy five hundred. Is there a? And then when you talk to the to people at a garage or whatever, they tell you, you know, they tell you, well, probably three, probably four. Mm-hmm. So. What, what's the correct answer, or should I just go by the manufacturer's book? That's a great question. And the other part about what it says in the manufacturer's book, it'll also say for normal driving, and then there's a whole other thing for severe driving. So the question comes up, what's normal and what's severe, right? I mean, there's a right. big, big difference. So here's what we go with, um, and, and there's there's a reason for it. Um Number one, we do temperatures are quite warm here a lot in San Diego, Southern California. So I and you spend oftentimes in, in I obviously this year's been a little weird and less, but um oftentimes sitting in traffic on the freeway going to work or going home and we put the engine through multiple then so it's a little more severe than not. Um but uh we changed over a few years ago to when we service vehicles at the West Automotive Group, we use nothing but full synthetic oil. We get an amazing price on it. The oil changes just slightly a few dollars above what it used to be for a synthetic blend, and and everybody's happy and stuff. But we strongly recommend uh, fi- around five thousand miles. Um, you can you can drive a car five thousand miles, especially if you're keeping the vehicle and keeping a good work working order. Um, when a vehicle gets higher in mileage and it's burning oil and needs to have an eye put on a little bit, we we sometimes drop down to about four thousand miles. So it just depends. But normal vehicle wear and tear, um, if your normal vehicle, you're around 100,000 miles or less or just above, you can get away very easily uh, with five, every 5,000 miles is our recommendation. If and, and especially if it's a vehicle you plan on driving, get some mileage out of, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, so, so, so is it smart then to also add, also when you're changing the oil at five, regardless of what the book mm-hmm. says, then, then you also, you like, front to back back to front with the tires um yeah yeah so or e- every other oil change it just depends as far as that goes but um you should rotate the tires at least every ten thousand miles no matter what so every other oil change or you can do it everywhere it doesn't hurt anything for sure so um we do that we offer with our oil services the tire rotation is no charge so we often ask clients because we you know some people have also bought their tires elsewhere and have go and have them rotated so we want to know do you need the tires rotated or not if so we go ahead and rotate them um but it's I, the ti- if you rotate the tires every 5000 miles they definitely wear a lot more evenly and and you don't end up with different issues cuz there are some cars out there that no matter how perfectly aligned like the front of the vehicle will wear the tires in in a different format so rotating is always good Thanks. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, and thank you very much. No problem at all. Hey, happy to help you out, and we appreciate you listening. If you have any other automotive questions, give us a call anytime. Thanks. Great show. Enjoy it. Thanks, Art. Take care now. Be safe out there. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. So, really good question, you know, as far as that goes, and and, um, and just uh, in, important to know about your vehicle, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's how we well, take care of our vehicles, right? I can understand the question, too, because if he says he has a lot of vehicles, it's hard to keep track of everything. If everything is at a different mileage and he's trying to get everything on a Correct. And one thing that I didn't on a mention schedule. with that that really concerns me when you get a vehicle over 100,000 miles at 75 and even under, I we did a show and we talked about vehicles that burned oil, remember? Yes. So there there are some vehicles like uh, have Subarus had a problem like that some some of the supers only hold like 4.3 quarts of oil right uh-huh. and they're burning like a quart and a half of oil per thousand miles so that means you're down to like two well little... four thousand miles you're out of oil exactly you you can destroy them and how many cars have we seen come in that that extended oil changes like that that have run low on oil that damage the motor i mean it's it's it does happen it's pretty sad if you destroy a motor like on a vehicle that's like three, four, five years old. It's expensive. Repair. Well, you got to remember too the, the the dirtier the oil gets, the less the oil, ring Correct. seal, and at that point, it burns more oil. Sucks so, oil pads. Yeah, yes. yeah, especially if it's having an oil problem, then it has even a worse oil yes. burning problem. So, um, and you can lose motor, and the value of the car becomes very, you know, not so great. So anyway, um, tough to do for sure. You got to keep an eye on that oil. Make sure it's serviced properly. If you're gonna run it out long, you better be checking the oil because. We, it, you run it low enough, and it will destroy the engine. All right, let's grab Rob in San Diego real quick. Good morning, Rob. 
Good morning. How are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing real good. How about you? I'm doing amazing for a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> what you got going on with your Toyota? Well, uh, it, it's a great truck. I've always really, really liked it. And um, But a couple weeks ago when I was coming back from the backcountry, it was really hot, and I stopped to get a soft drink and came back out. And when I went to start it, it wouldn't start. What year, what year Toyota is this pickup, Rob? Uh, 2009. 2009, okay. When you say it wouldn't start, you turn the key, dash lights come on, nothing happens, or, or it cranked over and wouldn't start? No, it wouldn't, it, when it, it came up, all the lights and everything came up, and then when I went to, to hit the starter, you know, where it would start turning over, it just would just do nothing. Okay. And um, so I waited, and I tried it several times, and I was getting ready to call AAA, and then I tried it again, and it started right up. Okay. Okay. And so then I, I got it home, and I've been driving the other one. for. Uh, but I went out and tried it, and it seems to be starting, although one other time it wouldn't start again. Okay. So you know, I don't know what's going on. I checked all the terminals and everything. They're all really good. The battery's new. And when it does start, it's a room. You know, it, it starts right up. Really, really well, yeah. Yeah. So, m- m- I mean, if I was going to guess, and I don't like to guess, but I mean, it, I, it, Toyota's, how many miles are on this that pickup? About 120. All right. And it's probably the original starter, right? I would think so. Yeah. So what happens is they have what's called contacts in the starter, and they start to wear out, and especially when the car's hot sometimes. So it'd happen more or not like pulling to a 7-Eleven to go get yourself a soda or a coffee. You come back out, the car's hot, and it doesn't start. You let it cool down for a little bit like you did, and all of a sudden it starts up. So... Um, it's highly likely that may be what's going on. Uh, the best bet would be to obviously reproduce it and then test to see, make sure that we're getting signal to the starter motor and all that. And it is that, um, and then replace the starter motor if that's actually the cause. Uh, but that, that's what it sounds like. It may be that the contacts are wearing out inside the starter and it's having an intermittent starting problem when hot. Okay, so so you don't think it's the starter switch? No, we replace very little, very few ignition switches. Not that common, especially on one hundred twenty thousand miles on that vehicle. Not something that I've ever seen. Starter motors, okay. yes, not switches. <laughs> okay, well, good deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and and I I hate to see you just throw a starter at it too, though. You you never know. But I mean that if that's more li- more than likely the cause, to be honest with you. Right, right. So, and it's the sort of thing that it has to not be working in order to be able to diet, diagnose it. Correct? correct. So usually what we would do with something like that is get the vehicle really warm and then even maybe let it sit and run, you know, in a bay for, for an hour or so. Obviously keeping an eye on it because we want to make sure nothing over ever overheats or anything like that. Uh, but then uh, and get it warm and then usually we can duplicate it and then test at that time and verify that's what it is. That's usually how we do it. Um, so yeah. that would be my recommendation uh, before throwing a starter at it. Because the other could thing, it could be a relay also. I just don't see that as common. So that that's why I'm saying uh, uh, obviously diagnosing always is the best first. Uh, but uh, it sounds like that's something that it could be. Well, great. Okay, I really love your show. You guys have such good information. I go out to the backcountry every Saturday to work on a property, and I always make sure I leave when it's uh, <laughs> when I can listen to you. Well, we appreciate you listening, and and out in the backcountry is not a place that you want to have a problem with a starter motor. That's for sure, huh? No, although uh, I, I had another car, an old, a Mercedes that threw a belt, and uh, with AAA, we just sat by the side of the road, and we've got the extended coverage, so perfect. You know, it's kind of made for a longer day, and with phones now, it's not that much of a big deal. I mean, we can get cell phone reception everywhere. True, yeah. yeah. Usually, yeah, you're right about that. So it's a lot easier, correct? And it, at AAA, that's another important thing to have if you're uh, going to be out traveling about. So good, good point there. So nice, and we got the extended one, and it, I think it's 115 miles. And then on top of that, the insurance covers towing insurance too. So, you know, I mean, you don't want it to happen, but it, it makes a, a lot easier. You don't, you don't have to worry sure, about it all the time. Sure, takes a lot of stress out of your life. You know, I ha- I have the the uh, 200 mile one. So, uh, oh, yeah, so which is the one that they have, and obviously. We're all AAA approved and all that, and I've been AAA a long time. But uh, just I, I've actually never used it, but but it's a great peace of mind. I mean, I go on long where I throw the motorcycle in the back and long enduro rides, you know, up to Utah, whatever. If I ever 
was broke down in the middle of somewhere. I know that I I can make a call and get get taken to some place where I can get some parts or something like that if I needed to, or get the truck fixed or whatever. It's a great peace of yeah. mind, no question. Really is. Really is. Hey Rob, thanks for calling. Be safe out there. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for the help. We appreciate it. No problem at all. Take care now. Great call, right? Yes. Probably he, a starter he, motor well, thing. Well. Just like you said, it could be a relay or anything because when things get hot, what happens? Resistance goes up. And it then... does. Correct. And that's exactly what's on. But we see a lot of Toyota contact starter issues when they get up in mileage. and well, they, I mean, the That's star- common. you got to remember, that's a, kind of a relay too, though. I mean, it, the, it is, but it's so, inside to start. You'd replace the whole starter yeah, yeah, yeah. to take care of it if it is. So, But, uh, yeah, the contacts wear on them. Kind of like the old timers uh, like us all, all appreciate this. Kind of like. The contacts in there are kind of like point, old points, you know. So in a point ignition, yeah. remember how they used to burn? That's kind of what happens to the contacts in the starter, and and then they 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 wear out and they stick, you know. So you know, remember, sometimes points were burned so bad that they'd get like a thing, a, a point sticking out. That's when that, you file them, <laughs> readjust oh, them, back to reset the dwell. Here uh, we go. Down in Miramar again. I we had a, a nineteen sixty eight. Uh, uh, or 69 Ford truck come in. Beautiful truck. Belonged to this lady's dad. She wants to clean it up. And it's been sitting for like five years. It wouldn't start. <laughs> and uh, so uh, um, uh, Hector um, is a younger guy. And I was like, have you ever seen points? He's all, what? <laughs> so I'm like showing him. And he's like, what do you do with those? And I was like, well, you, you, you set the gap. And then you have to set the dwell. And then then you set the timing afterwards. You know, And he's all. It's a lot easier with just a coil pack. Well, you know, I was thinking, I was doing a car like that like a year ago or whatever, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, <laughs> we got lot. we got paid less time, <laughs> and it took like three three amount of or three about three times the length of to getting this thing set up. Especially back when you used to do like a head job on a car. Oh yeah, I mean when you got done, you had to set the distributor, you had to you had to readjust the carburetor because let's face it, the carburetor was never right. You don't and, do any of that anymore. You uh, all you got to do is make sure the crank sensor's there and the pickup yep. <laughs> information, and yep. it's fine. It's fine. All right, let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> the, the dad will appreciate this. Back in the day, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Um, let's grab Gary real quick in uh in uh San Diego. Good morning, Gary. Hi. Good morning. Morning. I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Uh, you, it uh, it really struck a note there with the uh, the strange noises. So I I recently bought a uh, 2005 uh, Acura MDX mm-hmm. and it runs great. But I I noticed uh, uh, when I t- turning uh, a tight turn mm-hmm. like a like a tight circle or doing a U turn at a at a tight intersection, mm-hmm. it I hear a like a a strange sound from the the rear end. Then when I first heard it, I thought, man, the, the tire's rubbing on something. And then looking at the repair manual, it sounds like uh, it might be uh, something in the uh, differential. Is this an all-wheel drive MDX? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you're possibly right because the, in, in those, they actually used a special fluid, and it's a friction modifier. And if it's never been changed out... That could be it. Could be that simple of a problem. To be honest with you, the friction modifier in that fluid wears out, and the clutch plates in there stick and cause a weird noise when you make a. Because when you make a hard turn with that vehicle, one wheel is turning a lot more than the other, so the right. the clutches have to slip inside there. Um, so we have seen that. We see it on Toyotas too. They the all wheel drive ones that they have ha, have had a, a problems with. Um, but it so if that fluid, how many miles are on that MDX? Uh, a hundred and five thousand, and like I say, I've I just bought it uh, uh, probably three months ago, and uh, and driving along it, down the road, no problem. But it only occurs when I'm doing a, a tight uh, U-turn or a circle, and uh, and uh, I, so I don't know when that fluid was changed, and. Uh, uh, yeah, and I believe that fluid's recommended at 60,000 miles, but that doesn't mean the prior owner did it. Um, now, it, so that's highly possible that's what it, I mean, there could be other things back there causing noise, no question uh, in my mind. But we do see that where that fluid is neglected. Nobody's recommended it, even though it is in, in the factory recommendation to change it out so often. And like any differential fluid, 
the friction modifier wears out in it over time and can cause that issue. So it is possible. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that changed. And uh, yeah, it, um, it's. <laughs> I was shocked reading the. Uh, the have all these specified uh, only use uh, our our uh, fluids. Yeah, the Honda Acura fluids. So that well, surprised it, me. It just just so you know, I mean, let's be very clear on this. Honda. Well, it depends on some fluid. Honda factory transmission fluid on Hondas and Acuras. When it comes to automatic transmission fluid and and some other fluids, you are correct. And and it on that gear on the oil in that. A lot of times we would only use an OEM fluid because the friction modifiers are hard to match otherwise. And if you use okay. the OEM, and it doesn't take that much fluid to service it. So I would start there as, with the factory fluid, like you said. Um, and that's what we do when we service them. Uh, we use factory fluid. So there are some vehicles that, that uh, you can use. Uh, the automatic transmission fluid, you can use any the full synthetic, any kind of like aftermarket fluid. But with a Honda... We recommend uh, factory fluid for that, and with those differentials, also same thing. That way, you get the absolute right mixture of friction modifier and what they want in there. A lot of times, it handles the problem. So, I would start there and service that, and uh, see how the noise goes from there. If it's still there, uh, you needed the service anyway. If it's never been done, and then you can obviously uh, go from there. Right. So, your uh, Miramar shop would uh, be able to do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's okay. a very easy service. Yeah. So, ha- happy Great. to get you taken care of. And then, like I said, we can go from there for sure. Great. Thank you very much. No problem, Brian. Gary. Thanks for listening. You have a wonderful, safe weekend, okay? We'll do. You too. All Bye right. now. Thank you. Bye bye now. So, Wait. That, that's a good question for noise wise. Yes. We see a lot of those, right? Yeah. We got You got to be careful with fluids, too, because the weird things I've noticed about automatic transmission fluids is. Mm-hmm. The velocity of it. The viscosity of it. The way that it flows. Viscosity of it. The way that it flows. The viscosity of it. You said the velocity. I know, but the reason I say that is it's the way that it flows through the solenoid. Oh, correct. Because. There be a difference, too. Well, yeah, yeah because if, if you ever, I mean, obviously somebody that doesn't deal with training fluids all the time, but the, 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 the Honda fluid is almost like water. Correct. It's, it's a and then thinner if you viscosity. Take, and then if you take like a Mopar plus four. Huh? It's almost like blow, blow coming out of the bottle. <laughs> so and it's, so that's one of the things with in, that people don't understand. Uh, when we service vehicles, you know, as far as it goes, we all the fluids we use, no matter what, are synthetic, right? And yes. we know. So um, and we have a full. We uh, let's start with oil changes. We use only full synthetic fluids to do engine oil changes, and we have uh, certain fluids that O O. W20, the 5W20, the 5W30, those three plus the 1040s and all that, we have that in bulk. And for 90% of the vehicles, you know, that has the Dexos in it for GMs and all that stuff. But we have a different engine oil when it comes to German cars because there's a different rating required for them for the turbos and all that. Yes. That we use, the Imco. So knowing the right oil to put in a car just for the engine, number one. Then you go to the transmission. And, and and we have a full synthetic transmission fluid that can be used on most Fords and GMs and other things. But th- we also know the specific vehicles that we do not use that on. Chryslers. We always use the Chrysler factory fluid on Chryslers, no matter what. You have to. Or you Unless get... it's way older. I mean, it's a, but I mean, <laughs> most Chryslers we use. Uh, well, even, I mean, even a 1989 Caravan with the 604 in it, I, the we, way that it flows to the solenoids, you're better it'll to cause use a the, weird shift, and then a ch- check light engine light comes on and goes into limp mode. And we, all well, because of fluid. And we, and, we, and Honda's another one. Yes. You know, where Honda's you'll get hard shifts. Versus like Toyota's and Ford's and all that, we, we can use uh, the world standard uh, full synthetic that we use, and that works great in those. So you don't, we don't need it's to use It's almost a like they, all, <laughs> certain manufacturers go to, the, like, like Chrysler has their own solenoid people, <laughs> Honda has, their own, and then the rest of them kind of use the same solenoid people because the way it flows through them, it's fine. It's well, that that and but friction material too, Honda we found that has nothing to do with solenoids. Sometimes uh, on some of those, you'd use non-Honda fluid, and and when the frictions grab it, it's more rough, right? Well, especially because in this day and age, people don't want to feel their car shifting, so they use high energy frictions, which you know. And yeah, then you and have to use. Don't use the right friction modified they'll fluid. They'll grab or they'll. Just yeah, like yeah. the differential. So, my point to that is servicing your vehicle at a facility that knows the right fluid to put in it can make the world a difference when it comes to changing fluids. It's not just any old fluid. Yes. You know, 
and and, and I love this. Like I, I met some old timers. Like, oh, put some twenty fifty in it. No. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. You're going to lose every chain guide, every chain. You're going to plug up every valley. You know, <laughs> and you're just. Why don't you just shoot a hole in your motor and call it good at this point? So. <laughs> Changing viscosity of fluids from recommended viscosities, et cetera, is not a good idea always. So, uh, fair warning, it doesn't work well, out. You're driving to, a 67 Mustang, sure, put 2050 in it. it it's well, forgiving. They, it loves they that. They used to set motors up a little bit looser. Now, they're a lot tighter tolerances. Phew, you're no kidding. And the flow rates yeah. have to be, the viscosity has to be thinner to be able to pass through these. And also... The man, the engineers, when they engineer these, the coating and how they flow through, you know, the chain guides, because half of that stuff's plastic nowadays. If you don't yes. lubricate it right, it doesn't take many miles. It pink, it's apart, and you got chains of slapping and things are going left and and right and bad noises coming about and everything that doesn't work out so good. So yes, it is one of those things for sure. Yes, yes. But uh, um, so one of the things that I'm very often talk to people about and, and discuss is like making sure that your vehicle is serviced properly now and there are some things that we recommend i mean fluid wise is to change out like the gentleman with the oil change i we stick to the five thousand dollar five thousand dollar five thousand mile recommendations along with some other things give us a call check us out westautomotivegroup.com hey we appreciate everybody joining us here on auto talk radio um you know, you can always uh, look us up, like I say, at westautomotorgroup.com. We're here to help you out. From there, you can check out Auto Talk and download any of the podcasts that you missed. Uh, any last thoughts, Kevin? Have a great weekend. All this right. is, this Keep the a- rubber side down and the shiny side up. This has been Auto Talk Radio. For answers to all your automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show. Or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.